Welcome to the Full Figured Life, where we don't just dream about having it all, we talk about the steps it takes to go for it and get the life that we want. From a body that you feel great in, to building wealth and relationships that have both sizzle and stability, there is nothing wrong with wanting it all and it is absolutely possible. I am your host, Kelly Pierce, a transformational life coach, hypnotherapist, energy worker, and founder of the Full Figured Life. Are you ready to have it all? Fantastic. You have come to the right place. Welcome back to another episode. I am super inspired to bring to you today a podcast all about really the core essence of what the full figured life is all about, because I know that we all want a full life, right? Something that feels fulfilling, amazing, authentic, aligned, all those good things. And in order to get that life, I truly believe that you have to go after the things that you want. And I do believe that life isn't just one dimensional, even two dimensional, even three dimensional. I think it's a dynamic type of life when you're going for it and you're just choosing what you want again and again and again and going after it, having focus, persistence, and what we're going to talk about today, self-discipline. Self-control and self-discipline are really the two pillars of how I have changed my life into the direction that I want in the last, I'd say, three decades. Um, I've always known that there's great things in store for me, but I also knew intuitively that I had to choose those things again and again. It's in these daily little micro choices, the little tiny moments that we decide that define whether we're going to feel great about where we're headed or we're going to feel like we're off track. And it all starts with self-discipline. Self-discipline is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as the ability to control one's feelings and overcome one's weaknesses, the ability to pursue what one thinks is right despite temptations to abandon it. Ooh, temptations to abandon anything, anybody? Like, yeah, after a hard day's work, I don't want to work out. I want to have a glass of wine and relax. It's stressful. And there are scientific facts that say that that's why I want to do that. There's such thing as decision fatigue. And as you go throughout the day making more and more choices, especially if you're disciplined, it will wear you down because the body and the mind want to be comfortable They want to preserve resources, conserve energy, and just be happy with what is. So if you've got, or in this case me, if I've got a big goal that I'm working towards and it requires focus and energy, attention, then I've got to continuously make those choices to do the thing or not do things that take away and undermine the big desired outcome. So controlling my feelings, overcoming weaknesses, and pursuing what I think is right, despite temptations, that is the trick, right? Being able to say, yes, I'm tired, and I'm still choosing to go for a walk. Or yes, I'm stressed out, and I'm choosing to do something better for my stress relief, like maybe take a bubble bath instead of snack or sit and binge on Netflix. 
So when we look at self-control and self-discipline, there's a slight difference. According to betterup.com, self-control is about stopping a behavior or starting a new one. And self-discipline is about following through on the change. When I was in my early 20s, I remember being so unhappy with my body and my weight. I felt really un motivated. I was tired. I was sluggish all the time. And I remember complaining and I was like, okay, what am I going to do about this? Like this sucks. I don't want to feel this way anymore. And I remember like wanting to start an exercise program, but I also remember like every video warning ever on the videos saying like, check with your doctor first. So I decided to do that. And when I did I actually discovered I had a thyroid disorder that was causing me to gain weight and not be able to take it off. So in conjunction with new thyroid medication and a plan that no matter what, I was going to give it 30 minutes a day on my little, um, I think it was like a Tony little kind of like elliptical machine. It was so fun. I was like, no matter what, I'm going to do this workout. I'm not going to sit down on the couch, even though that's all I want to do after a long day. I'm just going to get this workout done. So I had the self-control about stopping the behavior and the self-discipline was helping me follow through going back to that every single day. I've developed a discipline that said, you know what, no matter what happens, I'm going to make this my number one priority. And sure enough, within eight weeks or so, I started to drop pounds and get more trim. And then I joined a gym and I felt confident enough to start lifting weights in front of people. And it changed my entire physiology, changed the outcome of my life really, because I made healthy choices because I identified as someone who was disciplined who was dedicated to getting what she wanted no matter what. And I just remember telling myself over again, like over and over again, just you're going to be tired whether you sit on the couch, but you're going to be more satisfied if you do this walk first and then you can sit on the couch. You'll feel better about yourself. And sure enough, I would have more energy because of the endorphins and all the chemicals going through my body and that feeling of pride that I did it. I did tough things. So I pushed through my wanting to quit with self-control and willpower, helping me resist my impulses in the moment and going for it. Now, I'm a firm believer that you can have anything you want. And really the core to getting those things is number one, identifying them, right? If you just have a general sense of, I just don't like this, I don't know what I want, then you're not gonna know what direction you go in. But the next step is to really carve out a plan. Now, was I eating like crap when I decided I wanted to lose weight? Nope. I decided, pre-decided ahead of time as well, that I was going to make healthy meals for myself, cook healthy dinners and cut out any snacking and go for it. I knew what I wanted. That was my goal. I also decided to plan ahead of time when I was going to be in other situations like parties and social events and places where I might be sidetracked. I didn't have the, um, like I didn't want to get off track. You know, I did not want to feel disappointed. So I would put carrots and healthy snackies in my purse and like 
it's a habit that I still have, I always have some sort of a healthy snack with me because I don't wanna be in a situation where the only thing I can choose is like a cookie or something and then I'm gonna feel really gross and yucky about myself. So there's three types of self-control. There's impulse control, the ability to resist acting on your immediate needs, your immediate desires and impulses. Like you might be like, yes, you know what, that cheesy gordita crunch sounds amazing. I'm running out to Taco Bell right now. Or there's the ability to just say, you know what, that sounds good. And it might be good, but I'm going to choose to have this... um, you know, healthy panini instead or a a veggie omelet or something that's better for me. It's going to give me the protein I need, not just the cheesy crunchiness. There's emotional control, regulating your emotional responses that helps you respond to situations in a controlled and rational way. Knowing that oftentimes our body will feel depleted in emotion or mental health or capacity. And so we can sometimes turn to food when we're bored or stressed and we want to feel that satisfied feeling. You can say, wait a minute, am I hungry or am I upset? Do I need to process this emotion instead? Do I need to call a friend? Do I need to go for a walk and let off some steam so that I'm not just feeling like I want to stress eat and crunch everything in front of me? And then there's movement control, which is regulating your physical movements and actions. Usually movement control is like, you know, theater and athletes and sports and all that kind of stuff. But when you are getting serious about living the life you want, you understand that Yes, you're going to have impulses and cravings. Yes, you're going to have emotions that come up inside of you. And yes, you're going to have the physical movements of your body, like what you choose to do, whether you do 12-ounce curls of beer or pick up the dumbbell and do curls and work out. There's also the distraction, right? The mind wants to say, yeah, but what about this? I mean, what if you got something really hard that you want to do and you're determined to like give up an addiction, you know, like maybe you smoke cigarettes or you vape or something, um, you know, even more strong than that. And you're like, I am so tired of always reaching for the glass of wine when I'm feeling upset instead of processing it in a healthy way. When you deal with these distractions of the mind and your impulses, like you don't keep wine in the house or you um, don't allow yourself to just turn and reach for the vape or the cigarette whenever you're stressed, you instead ask yourself, like pause and say, why am I feeling stressed? Like just getting that clear on yourself, like what am I feeling in this moment can make a huge difference between turning to a substance and allowing yourself to feel the discomfort, feel the funk, right? Like one of the things in inner voice facilitation is that we know that emotions can manifest in the body and feel stuck. They can make you feel sluggish. They can help like um, hinder you from growth in any area, like they can just hold you back, like in these old stuck patterns, but it's actually the fear of feeling the emotion that is keeping you in this cycle of avoidance or uh, buffering, right? Deciding to veg out on the TV instead of feeling something or having a tough conversation with a partner. So letting yourself feel upset and then giving your brain like that reassurance, like, 
you're not going to die. <laughs> yes, it's stressful. Yes, it feels like shit to like be all uptight or nervous or anxious, but it's not going to last forever. Like you can breathe through it. You can see a solution when you let the emotion pass and you can make a different choice. It also helps you feel more in control when you don't give in to the impulse control or the emotions that have you going out of whack. It helps you feel like, gosh, you know what? Yeah, that was hard. That was a tough craving or I didn't want to do that at all, but I decided to do it anyways. And you end up feeling more in control, more strong in your sense of purpose, your sense of self and self-worth. It's empowering and it goes against that kind of disempowering feeling when the impulse is grabbing you or your emotions feel like they're spiraling. You can say, you know what? It's okay. Like, yes, I feel anxious and I am safe. Another tip that I have for you on self-control is not trying to do everything 100% perfectly all the time. Now, I am a type A personality to the max. I absolutely feel like I'm in charge of my destiny and I can do everything um, all the time. And that's just simply not true. I mean, we talked earlier about how the mind gets kind of fatigued and unable to make really strong decisions for an indefinite amount of time. But starting small and in one or two areas of your life that you'd really like to get better in is the key to success. So maybe you want to be more mindful in your relationships. I know we've been talking a lot about health and fitness because that's like always on my mind. Um, But being mindful in your relationship, a small habit you might want is to leave your phone in your purse or leave it in the other chair or something, not putting it on the table, simply having the phone out of sight, it signals to the other person subconsciously that they are important. And it also helps to keep it out of your mind. Like you're not constantly wondering, oh, what was that alert? What was that? Why is it buzzing? I don't know what's going on. Like, oh, am I missing out? Have I been tagged in 95 posts? Is everybody emailing me? Did I miss a text? Like I do this all the time and it makes such a huge difference in my life to just leave my phone behind. And it's, you know, it's never like hours away from me, but it can be 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And it might drive some people in my life crazy if they are trying to get a hold of me, but they know that I am present in the moment I'm living in. And so um, I even have it set up to where my text messages don't leave like a big number on the screen because that drives me crazy. And sometimes I'll wake up the next day and I'll go, oh. I have like 15 missed texts, whoops, (laughs) but it's okay. You know, I mean, people know that they're going to have my undivided attention when I'm messaging them back, when they're spending time with me, if I'm running a meeting or in a meeting, um, obviously when I'm coaching or doing a hypnosis session with someone, I have my phone on airplane mode. It's just not that important to me. Living in the moment is more important to me. Then you can gradually make other shifts, right? So maybe it's um, being more respectful and mindful in your listening skills. You might decide to learn and practice active listening, repeating back to people what they shared with you, making them feel important. When I used to sell Mary Kay, one of the tenets of their teaching is that she used to say, Mary Kay Ash said, everyone has a sign around their neck that says, make me feel important. And even though I don't sell makeup anymore, I do still practice that habit of making people feel important. And I feel like 
if that's something that you're feeling disconnected or lonely or that you want to improve the quality of your relationship with your loved ones or your partner or your kids, just remembering that they're little souls and people too, and they need to feel important. And what you say, do, how you behave, what you put in front of their demonstration, right? Your actions speak louder than your words. Getting rest is huge, no matter what. Like, you know how you, when you're tired, you can be kind of touchy and grumpy. That kind of undermines relationships when you're not patient, when you don't listen, when you feel rushed and stressed and like you just really want to take a nap. Um, so making sure you get enough rest is going to help you in any goal setting exercise. Also with losing weight and just keeping a steady mind, keeping that impulse control under control is rest is essential, right? You, you clear out your neural pathways, you get the gunk out, your body goes into the rest and digest mode. It, it truly goes into deeper healing theta states when you are resting well and giving yourself enough time and having good sleep hygiene, like making sure you're not up late on the screen, on the phone, whatever, keeping that blue light in your face too long. It, it helps you to make sure you're getting enough rest and just remembering that you are human. Knowing who you are, knowing your habits, knowing the fallback positions. Like if you have a bad habit and you know that, gosh, I am absolutely going to drive right by the gym if I don't have my workout clothes with me, then get get ahead of yourself, right? Get out of your own way and help yourself out. Like I always tell myself when I'm doing something, tomorrow me is going to thank today me. <laughs> and sure enough, I do because I do the meal prepping and I get all my laundry done on the weekend and I make sure things are put back in the spot where I found them and I do things that set me up for success no matter what that is. I make sure and have a nice bedtime ritual, like a routine. Every night I can count on it and I know that my mind is going to wind down, my body's going to wind down, everything's going to be set up for success the next day because I've made those consistent actions and I am avoiding the bad habits. Like I'm not giving myself, um, you know, too much time to think about things. I just do them. Like I know this is going to help me out. So I'm going to get it done. The last step, um, and this kind of goes hand in hand with the knowing yourself and helping yourself is just taking away the decision fatigue causing things, like making sure that you don't run out of energy, having to choose everything all the time. Like sometimes if I know I'm going to have a really stressful week ahead of me, like I'll predetermine what outfits I'm going to wear. I'll set my shoes up and boots and all that cute stuff. Like, so that I know, and I'll just have a rough outline in my head. Like, um, you know, I'm going to have this meeting. I'm going to have this event. I'm going to have this to go to. Like, I know these are the clothes I'm going to wear and that's going to be predecided for me. Same with my meals. Obviously I meal plan and I prep. I have five days worth of lunches made every week and dinners pretty much set up like what I'm going to have out. And my husband, thank God for him, he cooks most of the time. So I'll suggest things with him and, you know, what do you feel like? And we set ourselves up for success to have leftovers and it just works out. It works really, really good. So I'm able to save time, save emotional distress that 
decision fatigue, um, allowing myself to keep my energy going for the things that matter to me, for spending that time with my family, for enjoying my clients, for enjoying whatever it is that's in front of me. And then just really being there for myself, like self-compassion goes hand in hand with self-control. If I screw up and I do every single week, I just allow myself to remember I'm only human. I'm not a robot. I'm not going to be perfect in every area. And I must have really needed that extra snack or really needed to just rest and relax and take a bath instead of get my workout on, right? Sometimes I I do let myself off the hook from like constantly marching toward a goal. And I remember that I'm living my life. It's not just a means to an end. Like, yeah, I'm going to absolutely enjoy this indulgent thing. I start off the mornings like with the best self-control and um, self-discipline that ever. Like when I start off and before I even hit the coffee pot, I'm picking up my weights like, yes, that's going to be a great day. But it's not always. It's not always perfect. And I accept and love who I am, not in spite of, but because of those choices. It's just who I am. Well, I hope that this has been really super helpful for you. I know that part of what gives me the best discipline ever is having a coach and someone who I'm accountable to, somebody that I pay money to. And if I'm not doing the things that I said I'm going to do to reach my goals, they help me figure out why. And I'm going to encourage and uh, share with you that I have a couple of spots open for personal coaching with me specifically focusing on the inner child and like maybe there's some things inside that are unhealed that are keeping you from feeling worthy enough to even make these choices for yourself. Sometimes we can feel afraid of change and like we can't do it. And I'm here to tell you, you can do it. And working with me, we can uncover some of those thoughts and unhealthy behaviors and help you develop new patterns. Healing the inner child, the journey of healing for you to get what you want, enjoy who you are, and live the life that you've always dreamed of um, will help you with the self-control and the discipline, helping to identify what it is that you want. Because frankly, with unhealed parts, sometimes it can be confusing and overwhelming. And I know that from firsthand. Um, I started this work about eight years ago now. And if I hadn't have started there with the inner child healing, then I don't know where I'd be. (laughs) But it's nice to have space for myself. And I want that for you too. So if you'd like to get started and learn more about that, you can send me an email to info at thefullfiguredlife.com. There will be a link down in the show notes as always. And have fun this week. Have fun getting to know who you are, making easier decisions, setting yourself up for success, and taking those baby steps to get the goals that you want. Have a great week and we'll talk to you real soon.